Okay, uh, welcome to a special edition. I feel like all of these are special editions these days. I don't know. Um, community Spotlight episode. We're here to recap DragonCon with a bunch of people that went to DragonCon and myself who didn't go. And Mark. Hi, Mark. Hey. Mark didn't go to DragonCon either, but he's here. So <laughs> um, so we have the Sheiks. Good evening. Um, not the slimmest dolphin. Hi, I'm Joe. And Steve, the wiki guy. Hey, what's up? Yeah, so we've got a little bit of a format here, but basically we're just going to talk about like the DNR stuff that happened at DragonCon, like what these people went and did, and like things around the con and other stuff. And basically that's it. Maybe hit some advice for people that are thinking about going next year at the end. So let's start out and talk about I guess the the first big thing that happened, like DNR related, one of the biggest things was the fan meetup. So what was that like? Who's got stories to tell from that? I know me and Andy had to go grab something special for the meetup, so we were just a tad bit late. Um, but I mean, walking in was pretty cool. Everyone was hanging out, just getting into the, there was like little burger sliders and chicken fingers that um, Jason and Bree had, had sprung for, for all the listeners, which was really cool. Um, but it was nice. You got to sit down, meet the cast, got to play a few games. Um, they didn't have as many chairs as we needed. Jason was like, oh, we need more chairs. Oh, no. It was like, don't worry, man. Everyone's standing around. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was cool just to kind of meet everyone. It was kind of talking in a setting that wasn't so chaotic as the con was. So that was really nice. Yeah, I think it was. I, I don't know if anyone got a count. Um, it was for sure bigger than last year, which last year was maybe 35 people. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate we didn't get a picture. <laughs> there was probably 50 to 60 this year, which is about what I expected. Um, lots of good stuff. The Ames was supposed to be here, um, and she had started a everyone send postcards and we'll put them in a box and present that to Jason and Bree. Um, which went over very well. The secret wasn't given away. Um, and we did present that to them uh, before we all went to the punching bag. And they were very surprised. And I think they're going to do like an unboxing video um, as they go through and look at the postcards and the stuff in the box. But yeah, we managed to keep that a secret. And every all the cast that was present, everyone who was at the meetup, everyone filled out a postcard. With just, you know, thoughts and, you know, thanks, whatever they um, felt they wanted to write on the card. And it was awesome. Yeah, I, I knew about that project. That's really cool. So um, so is GameX, I'm guessing that's kind of like a Dave and Buster's sort of thing, like a bunch of arcade games and stuff? On a smaller scale, yeah. Yeah, okay. not quite as big. Um, they, I mean, they were probably, they, I mean, if I had to count the amount of arcade games they had in the building... I would say that was like about 20. Okay. Total. Uh, I'd say more than that, but it's that's not a huge number. But they, I'm not they good have at math, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll, get, we'll get Jason to uh, give us an estimate. <laughs> but they, they had a pool table and, and uh, a bunch of those motorcycle riding type games and a bunch of stuff like that. So It's, it's, it's okay. a nice place. I think uh, for the size of, of the group that we had this year, 
where we ended up was kind of in the corner, kind of near near the pool table. And it was kind of kind of jammed in there. So I, I actually kind of hung around on the outskirts a lot of the time just because it was pretty crowded in the, in the main area. But uh, it was still, yeah, still I, a lot of fun. I think based on this year, um, we may have hit a tipping point and may have outgrown GameX. Yeah. Based on the live show, which we'll get to later, um, just the attendance of was how many people were there. And not even everyone who was from, say, the Discord was there. I know there were a few people who only stopped in for a minute. Some people had other panels they were trying to do. So not even everyone was there, and we took over a good portion of GameX. Hmm. Yeah, basically okay. where we were, no one else could get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we'll have to brainstorm on uh, new venues for next year or something. So I yeah. think that's in the works. Yeah, we also have the annual punch bag thing where there's there's like a punch bag machine that measures how hard you hit hit the uh, punch bag and that's uh that's a big popular yeah, thing. Yeah. So end of, I end of the I under, I understand there are a bunch of bets that happened. Did that have to do with that punching bag thing? Uh, there were a few bets. side bets. <laughs> yep. I I don't remember all of the details and I'm going to leave that for Jason and Bree and whoever else might have been involved. I think maybe Jason and Casey had made a Patreon group to yeah, bet so, about something. Um, yeah, so, did, so did Theo. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave that for those people to reveal. But side bets were made and lost um, on both sides. <laughs> yeah, I lost. And my interesting things are going to happen. Well, the best the best one was that, uh, at least in my opinion, was that uh, uh, Jason and Bree are now going to play in uh, Brian's uh, My Little Pony game. So that'll be, and I'm pretty sure they're they're streaming that, aren't they, Dave? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I that'll, believe that, so. That'll be that. That'll make uh, that'll be a, a big highlight for Theriacon. That'll be fun. Also, one um, that they did was Bree's uh, game that she was doing as the Kickstarter stretch goal is going to be live streamed now as well. Which yep, is gonna be pretty that's right. Okay, yeah, those are pretty high stakes bets there. So. Oh yeah, and then Jason also gets to make a make an NPC that Bree has to utilize in that game, which is all, probably the most devious part about it. <laughs> the, the most devious thing that happened was that Theo, the first time Theo hit the bag, scored one. I think like barely touched the bag and scored a one, and then then made a bet with Jason. Uh, I think to, that that he could score 300 and ended up getting like 560 or something like yeah. that. So. <laughs> yeah, you crushed it the second time. Yeah, I yeah. think that was a I think that was a clever scam. So. And we were <laughs> only one person. Only one person didn't punch the bag, and that's because she had a hand injury. Hmm. I Even Rob went south far. <laughs> I wrangled everybody else. Did James do it this year? James did it twice. Yeah. Um, he, got, he also got a one, I think. I suggested he do one extra for last year. <laughs> His shoulder was hurt last year. He had a legitimate excuse. Yeah, he had like tennis elbow or something. Oh, yeah, no, that's right. I keep saying shoulder, but it was tennis elbow. Okay, so that's pretty much the meetup. And then that was like Saturday afternoon sometime, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, then five. Yeah, so I'm guessing there's like time to grab dinner or something. And then the live game was shortly after that. 8.30 p.m. Um, yeah. Actually, some of us, between those two things, did the um, Starship Bridge Simulator. Mm -hmm. 
and we're successful again at fending off the aliens and saving all the satellite bases. And next year, we're going to get the advanced mode because that's just what we're going to do. Um, we've played on basic, the basic settings for this year and last year. But also, I made the mistake of saying if Brian was captain this year, I would be captain next year, which I am fully going to regret. <laughs> I think yeah, we don't might... forget that you shot your own ship twice. Uh, <laughs> look, I only shot the ship once, and then I shot Casey. And then he shot. Well, he's one of your ships. Well, that's I, what I'm saying. Casey kind of deserves it. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean, frankly, I thought Casey was going to be the one team killing, but I, I, I I'm going to be surprised. I specifically warned him not to, and then I did the one thing. <laughs> so Steve is going to captain on the Kobayashi Maru mode next year? Again, I have, apparently we have to go with the standard maneuver of uh, the Remy maneuver, which is yes. is now a, um, a yearly tradition by which the captain says, do the Remy maneuver. And you blast through all the enemies at warp speed, laying down nuclear mines, and then spin around and nuke the crap out of everybody left. So it has been super successful both years. Okay. Yeah, very exciting being a spectator <laughs> when that happened, because all of a sudden they weren't being cautious anymore, and I thought they were all going to die. So did we. <laughs> but they pulled it out. That sounds a little bit like the end to the last Star Wars movie that everybody hated, but that's okay. <laughs> Well, yeah. at least, you know, there wasn't this, you know, ages and ages of lore telling you that you couldn't do that. Anyway, let's yes, not talk true. about that. <laughs> That's a whole different problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so some some Star Trek stuff and, and then a live game. I'm, I'm guessing all three of you went to the live game. Everyone went yep. to the live game. Every, um, everyone and their mom, yep. Jason said earlier there was 250 in attendance. The room was packed. Okay. Yeah, it was I definitely definitely better than last year in terms of attendance. Last last year, we pushed. Uh, I, I don't know how many cards Steve and I handed out, like hundreds of them. A lot. People trying to push the live game, and and there were a decent number of people there, but there were a fair number of empty seats. But this year, it was it was it was crowded, so that was nice to see. Yeah, last year I believe the number was one forty three. Yeah, um, they're gonna have to bump bump up the room next year for sure. The the street team this year didn't work as hard and they had the table topper kind of um, like folded things that just sit on the center of a table, which did not move all weekend. They were still there on Sunday, which uh, so some, of them, some of them got cleared out. I think like in the bar in the West and I think they were clearing them out. There were still a few, but um, yeah. clearly something worked. I talked to a few people in line who had been last year to the live game and Hadn't heard of DNR before, but they were making a second trip back to see the show. So they made a good impression last year. People came back to see it. The room was full. Um, even though there were some streaming difficulties, the show was fun. Yeah. And... I... yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it looks like Brian might be here, by the way. Let's see. Typing. He's typing. typing. But yeah, I, I am yet to listen because I tried to live stream and I was camping and it was horrible and then maybe it was just bad anyway. It wasn't you. Yeah, it and, was just uh, the video was straight up <laughs> god awful. But the, I, I've been told the audio was perfect. Um, yeah, I'm kind of waiting on the audio yeah. only version now. 
I so. think they were trying. I think they were trying to do the video stream on Wi-Fi, which is like, yeah, that that's asking for trouble. I think so. No. Yeah, I was in the uh, Twitch stream, and everyone's like, "Tell everyone in the hotel to get off their phones." And it was just, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Or maybe but, uh, plug it in. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of really, really great moments, though. A lot of, lot of really cool twists. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't, you know, maybe listened to it or, or watched it yet. But uh, the concept of the whole thing was very, very interesting. It's definitely something you don't want to miss. Um, they also did a really fantastic job of pimping themselves afterwards. Like, just everything they did was very clever. Um, yes. Yeah. Like they talk, and they talked a lot about you know, hey, we have a show. They did they did that steal like three or four times, which is the perfect amount of times. <laughs> so it was pretty good. And and the, the one thing that they did, and they had said they were going to do something special with the crowd, is four times during the show, Jason said, "I need someone from the audience to come up, roll a d twenty." Um, yep. four people who, one of them was someone I had talked in talked to in the line. And they had been the previous year and had come back. Um, they got to roll one, and three other people who weren't Discord regulars or DNR fans, people I hadn't seen, all got to roll, and they all got a piece of um, artwork that's going to end up being in the book. You know, so that, that's some, a pretty good parting gift that we were all very jealous of. It was some pretty good looking artwork, man. There's one shot of the. There's one of those count, countess that was my favorite. I wanted the Ebony Harbor. <laughs> um, did you guys get like an up close look at all the like the mini stuff that Jason had done for no. the day? Yeah, because no. so Jason had done the um, minis of all the cast, um, like just the cast, the people themselves. He had painted all these minis for them, and I, I haven't seen them yet. I, I I have a feeling he handed them all out before he took a picture. Um, <laughs> that would be unfortunate. <laughs> which would be very unfortunate. Maybe everyone can just take. Just post, start posting this on the Discord or something. I don't know. But I do want to see them because I'm sure he did a really good job. Yeah, that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to. Is I, I feel like we kind of missed out because of the, the streaming falling apart on the video side. Yeah. But, but yeah, seeing some of the art, because I, I caught the very front end of it. And when it started getting disjointed, um, that was where I kind of threw it in. Um, same with you, Dave, and, and said, all right, I'm just going to wait until I can hear the, the cleaned up version in audio. Yeah. You know, I think now they started revealing some artwork, they're going to start posting more about the actual artwork of the setting book soon, too. They've mentioned that in a few like Patreon newsletter stuff where they're like, yeah, we're going to post stuff soon. We're just not ready yet. So I think that's well, the, coming very soon. They're starting to get a lot of the finished art. Yeah. So they, mm -hmm. they can say, here's a glimpse of something, maybe a, low, a lower resolution than Here's a poster-sized thing you can do. No, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and then um, I guess did they announce like live after the game that the Arc 3 episode was going up? Or? That was almost yeah. the final bit that Jason said was, and, and finally we can announce, and he looked at his watch and said, episode one is up. So everyone immediately grabbed their phones and started downloading. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was pretty a pretty cool, cool surprise. <laughs> he, I mean, he had a lot of them, man. Like every every two seconds was like Jason was like, and I have another tree, and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't take it. It's so much. It it was well planned. Oh yeah, did an excellent job. <laughs> okay, um, anything else on that? Or I think we'll we'll rewind to kind of back to like Thursday. And it, it's hard. It's that. hard to not go into that too much. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, nope. without spoiling anything. Yeah, that's yeah. true. 
because a lot of the moments were super special because they were like game moments, you know. It, it was very silly and very fun, and it didn't affect the world as a whole, but it did involve um, some NPCs people really like, and the twist of the game itself was fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say one word, and, and everybody who hears the episode later will get this, and it's Val. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, Val. Okay. So with that, um, I think we'll we'll rewind a little bit so that we pretty much just talked about Saturday so far because both of these things were on Saturday. And I think um, all of you got there on Thursday and mostly stayed through Sunday. So um, what, what kind of happened during some of that time? Is there any, like you get there on Thursday? Are there like meetups with other fans going on like D&D games or con stuff or what what was going on so i know my my series of events was like i rolled into atlanta at like one o'clock and i didn't get my badge until three basically because the line was like wrapped around the building like hardcore so that was disappointing but then i immediately jumped into a one shot that remy ran which was a fantastic game and then very very shortly after that we had brian uh, host a game, well, not host a game, but he kind of he bought us like charity tickets at an Adventures League game, which was also a very good game, very fun. I had a blast with a bunch of people that I knew. So that was my Thursday. Okay, you reminded yeah, I, me. I, I still owed Brian for that that uh, game that I missed. I, I was going to play in that game with Brian, and I unfortunately <laughs> got tied up with some work. Oh yeah, that's right. And then got tied up in some traffic that that uh, theatrical Scott Scott Rob also got stuck in. <laughs> In Spartanburg, South Carolina, we, we neither of us are very much of fans of Spartanburg, South Carolina at this point. <laughs> but so, so I missed uh, the the Adventurers League or or the the, the charity game with with uh, Brian. That, that that was too bad. I will yeah. say that I I got my ticket Friday morning, uh, or you know I I I bought my ticket last year, but I, I got I picked up the badge Friday morning, and there were maybe. 14 people in front of me when I got in into the building. It was like wow. instant, just go straight to the front, go get your ticket. It was crazy. So, Which in the moment was slightly infuriating to hear about, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, Remy and Brian apparently walked in on Thursday morning too. Yeah. I, I yeah, I guess one thing to learn for, for next year is get there in the morning is get your badge early. Yeah. Well, if I'd have got there a little bit earlier, I probably could have got it a Thursday night. And I bet the line wasn't bad late late Thursday night, but um, by the time I got over to that area, it was already almost ten o'clock. So yeah, um, I was too late to go get the badge. Yeah, I think it shuts down at like nine. I think, right? Maybe uh, uh, badges. I think were till ten. No, you're right. They start at nine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Joe played some D and D games. The Sheiks was late. Uh, Steve, do you have anything? <laughs> Fun going yeah. on Thursday. Um, well, I showed up mid-afternoon, picked up Ames from the airport because I came into town about the time she landed. Um, dropped stuff off at our five of us were in an Airbnb house together, including Joe. Um, dropped things off, settled all that in, and we went to get our badges at a four four thirty, and the line was around the building. So I don't want to hear about fourteen people in line or that it only <laughs> took five minutes. I mean, that was rough. We were there for about an hour. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always moving. The the line is consistently moving. The registration process is very efficient. 
Yeah, I'll and, say that about most lines at Dragon Con were like that. Like even even going to the vendor hall was like it was basically walking to the end of the line and then straight up walking back because it was always moving. Yes, that's accurate. Um, yeah, and then we went down to the Westin, met Remy, Brian, Joe, um, Luca, all the people who were playing in Remy's game. We ran into some of the cast out front, um, Jasper, James, Ryan, and Jameson, who were getting ready. They were waiting for their car to go see the bad movie, which everyone said was really, really boring. <laughs> and then we pretty much just hung out on Thursday. It, it was really just hanging out with the group and getting, you know, introducing people to other people and waiting for others to show up. Yeah, I, know I, I don't think Steve up late at the Airbnb that night. What was that? We kept we kept you up pretty late at the Airbnb. I know that. That was almost the earliest night. <laughs> yeah, baby. I know me, Myrmidon, and Casey stayed up talking till five o'clock twice. You kids these days. It was, it was <laughs> awful later, but it was fun at the moment. <laughs> Actually, none of you kept me up once. Once I got back, Dragon Con is exhausting, but it's fun. Yeah. So by the time you go to bed, you're done. No, At least me. Right. Okay, so that's pretty much Thursday, um, Friday. Uh, any like superstar panels you went to, or games you played in, or anything like that on Friday? Alignment fight panel was on Friday, I believe. Uh, yes, it was on Friday. Uh, that was pretty fun. They had um, Jason and Bree, and then Rush, who kind of officiated a lot of the tabletop game track stuff um and they kind of you know jason and Bree were obviously on the side of like we don't like alignment and then rush was on the side of we like alignment and they kind of debated out and they gave us these um i don't know what kind of the material would be like little plastic balls that were like you know you'd find in like a ball pit kind of thing yeah and then we got to throw it at whoever made the worst point or whoever we felt like which i think was most of that uh, do you know who got <laughs> the worst of that though there was someone in the audience who had a sign language who was sitting on the stage that poor guy got hit with so many balls <laughs> because they weren't yeah. heavy enough to really carry very far. And no matter who you were aiming at, they all curved towards that sign language guy. Well, and he only got hit with one bad one. I believe it was <laughs> Luca that hit him. Um, and then it was really funny because he was like, he was mouthing, oh, that's fine. That's fine. And then he turns his head and he itches his forehead with this middle finger. Just just flipping everyone off. And then it was really funny because half the room didn't get that joke and we all died that we saw it and it was it was fun, but yeah, and then I mean the arguments for alignment weren't that great, but the actual panel was good. I thought it was fine. Um It was fun and interactive. It it wasn't yeah. like you said, it wasn't the most solid arguments ever. But it was just having fun and and you know, the audience gets to throw things. And they brought some people up on stage later on to kind of argue their points for or against. So yeah, it, it it was it was all right. So do you think it would have been as well attended if there wasn't advertised ball throwing? I don't know. I, there was a lot of people there. The room was fairly full. I don't know how many people actually knew about it. I well, I guess it was on the Dragon Con app about the ball throwing, I think. Um so maybe everyone there knew what was going on. I went specifically so I could hit Jason with one of those balls and then say justice for L because that was my only <laughs> intention in the entire thing. And I accomplished my goal. I'm proud to say good man. It's the little things. Never forget. 
Hashtag never forget. So, so while you while you guys were doing that, I actually I didn't go to that that session because uh, I wanted to go to a couple of of Jameson's sessions because he was in Patreon Group One and he's one of the first people I interacted with a lot on the forums. Um, so uh, he he was actually in a, in a panel and uh, you know when I, when I was going through by reviewing all of the the panels on the uh, DragonCon app and that that's something definitely do that if you're going to attend DragonCon next year, you know get the app ahead of time and go through and, and review everything. Cause there's all sorts of interesting stuff that you might not know about otherwise, but yeah, you know, the one that he was in first was called fandom and wellness. And it was uh, done by uh, three women who um, uh, do a podcast. And I think maybe the, the podcast is called fandom and wellness. I wish I knew for sure. But, um, uh, and you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't have gone to it, but after I got there and sat through it, I was really glad I did. Cause it was, actually really good and really interesting uh uh things to go through with in, in terms of you know people with uh mental disorders or me mental illnesses that are you know involved in fandom in, in some way or another and now that that can be a positive experience or a negative experience and things that you can do to kind of uh help yourself if you're in that situation or help others if they're in that situation i, I actually got a lot out of it i thought it was excellent and uh, so I was, I was really glad i snuck over there and saw that one um, I did check. That is the name of a podcast. So okay, you're right. Good. Fandom and yeah. wellness. They were good. So. The, the three women. The, it was funny because the three women didn't know that there were going to be other panelists apparently, and I guess they were not happy about that when they got there. And so Jameson already felt kind of weird in that in that situation. But uh, it didn't. That didn't come up at all, or, or didn't show up at all during the during the actual panel. They were very professional, and and uh, I, I think they were pretty happy with it at the end. I talked to them and. Uh, you know, uh, they, they seem pretty happy the, with the way they, it all worked out. So it was good. Jameson did a good job. Um, speaking of Jameson, I, I know that he was carrying around pub crawl comics and trying to sell them. I don't know. Do you know if, if he unloaded a few of those while he was there? He did. He, he gave one away as a, a like a door prize at, at one of the other sessions that he did that I went to. Uh, but I, I'm not sure. I don't know what kinds of numbers he ended up with in terms of selling them. I mean, I'm sure he sold some of them at least. I know when I picked up, I, I was playing delivery for Mark, actually. Um, when I got Mark's copy from Jameis, and that was the last copy that he had with him, um, at least at that panel. So I assume he unloaded a fair amount. Okay, that sounds good. I still got mine, so victory is mine. <laughs> good. I delivered it today. All my deliveries are done. I don't know if you, if you guys have actually read through it all or not. It, 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 there's some really good stories in there. I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm not a big uh, comic book person myself, but um, you know, I, I got it mostly just to support Jameson with his effort. But uh, when I when I got the PDF, I read one or two of the stories and uh, enjoyed them, and then I held off to get the real the real book to read the rest. And I, there, there's a lot of good stuff in there. I, I have not read all of it, but. I kind of flipped through and looked at the art and read a couple of the stories. So I don't know. I thought about getting a copy for um, my brother-in-law or something at some point. I think he would enjoy it, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, anything else on Friday that anybody wants to talk about? Wasn't the DNR panel on Friday? All the days kind of mushed together. Okay. Well, let's the talk actual, about the DNR. Yeah. The actual DNR panel. Yes. That was on Friday. I don't know who was in that one. Like, who mm. was the cast in that one? Do you guys remember? Yeah, so Rob, 
Um, Susan. Susan, yep. And, and then Bree and Jason. James? Uh, I mean, uh, I think uh, Ian. Ian was definitely there, yep. Was Jasper there? Jasper was there. I think that's all of them. Okay. That'd be okay. six. Yeah, no, it, was, it was really just discussing the show and ins and outs. And I really don't remember a lot of specifics about the panel, but it was also Amy fairly was well attended. Yeah. I mean, was born that day. I thought the. I don't know what you guys thought about it. I, I thought it was sometimes a little bit too inside baseball type of a of an, or an approach. I felt like for somebody coming in who didn't know the show, there was a lot of inside jokes and things. But um, but there, were, there was also a lot of good good information and you know explaining how the show got started and and some of the storyline concepts and things. So mm-hmm. uh, overall, I thought it was good. I, I think it was more you get a, a sense of the personalities involved with it without so much getting into in here specifically what it is yeah yeah probably that was the idea or at least what happened not really the intention maybe but yeah i mean it's hard not to when you're like a big fan of the show and then you see all of them there and then they're kind of interacting with the audience it's hard not to yell out all the fun memes like (laughs) yeah like i I couldn't help but ask him how much something weighed i don't remember what it was but i just had to do it yeah yeah, there there was a, a good chunk of that in the live game too. Uh, yeah, lots of inside baseball stuff, but uh, but it was fun for all the all the people who were insiders. So, yeah. well, yeah, it's it, like the way they did it was impossible not to do it that way. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. I think all of those things turn out that way. Like, if there's a book signing with an author or something, like you'll get some generic questions, and then you get like the super nerd fan people that know all the insider stuff and ask the most specific things in the world. So yeah, it's just always going to be like that. I think I resemble that remark. (laughs) Uh, No, no, definitely not Steve. Um, Just for my own personal uh, thing here. I I don't know if I have any of the right people here. Did, Did anybody swing over and see Brandon Sanderson at any point? Did not. Like maybe, Maybe Andrew drugged somebody along. <laughs> I need to find you. I need to find you, Ethan. He was ugh, he was all over it all the time. Yeah. Like, hey, you coming over here? He's like, no, I'm gonna see Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> I I assume, and I never, I don't even know when um, Sanderson's panel was, but there was them. one author whose line went around like two blocks that, that we ran into when we were going to Jason's first panel, and they kept sidetracking our line to be away from the other line that really went around like the entire Hyatt. It was just ridiculous. So I don't know how, (laughs) I don't know how busy Sanderson's panel might've been. If this other writer I'd never heard of had that long of a line. That was the, uh, the best, the greatest DMS in the world or whatever the name of that session was. Yes. Um, That that was, that was a pretty good session. Um, the, The audio in the room wasn't fantastic. Uh, it was so it was kind of hard to hear at times, and then and we were in that exact same room last year. Steve and I were last year for for one of the DNR things, and uh, it was a similar situation where whoever was next door was had you know real loud voices and and cheering and stuff like that. So it kind of washed out the 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 panel for you a little bit, but uh, but it was still it was still uh, pretty good. There was a lot of Q and A in that one, and uh, some, some good questions and and. Uh, uh, answers from the the the, 
the panel of great DMs. One of the DMs kind of dominated the the uh, discussion a bit, but uh, it was still good. Yeah, that was a, I noticed that with the um, the panels that we did in in the one room all the time in the in the Westin, um, was there was definitely audio issues there. Like whoever hooked up their sound, like either there was a connection issue or there was electronics near nearby or something because there was definitely like affecting sound that was. To me having dealt with that stuff was like super annoying but you get over it eventually yeah yeah i actually i don't know how comment, the recordings turn out but i commented on that in my in the dragon con app when i reviewed the session for the live game that you know that had that humming or whistling sound or whatever in the, in the yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which wasn't a jason or Bree thing it was definitely a dragon con thing that was oh yeah yeah no, 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 no. That was yeah. the whole time yep okay um, is there, well, we can't, we kind of already know that, uh, Joe was up until 5 a.m. a bunch of these days, but, um, <laughs> any like after con stuff on Friday, maybe like fans getting together, playing games again, or I, I heard something about a werewolf game happening at some point. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of us played werewolf, um, and, and we're not, not talking about it too much because Steve doesn't want to, but. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I think Werewolf is a horrible game, so I'm just throwing that so, out there. But <laughs> so, long story short, we played Werewolf, and the first time we played it was like meh, and then we played it a couple other times, a couple other nights, and because it was all DNR people, it was like yes, this is very fun, this is good, this is fine, you know. Right. But, we went. A lot of us had never played, and we went up to there's a a floor in the Westin where they have those kind of games, and you like pay with 10 bucks, whatever it was. Um, and there's a moderator who runs the games. And, and that was fun for an introduction, but then someone, one of the DNR people bought a card game for Werewolf, and we broke off, I think, Saturday night um, yeah. and played for a long time. It was probably till 2 in the morning. Yeah. We played a lot of Werewolf, which is not my kind of game. And I stacked up the body count of villagers probably higher than anyone. <laughs> and it, it, it was fun. Um, once we kind of got on our own away from the assembled room to play, we had a lot more fun because it was just our people. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. It's funny, yeah, guess, after, after that yeah. finished at like 2 whatever a.m., then Brian and Theo and I were out front. Uh, in theory, gonna get, I was going to get a, a, a cab back to my hotel we we probably talked for at least an hour outside about all sorts of other stuff. <laughs> and, uh, so it was like a, a late night. I'm not quite 5 a.m., but it was probably 3.30 or something by the oh, time yeah. I caught a cab back to my hotel. So That's what happens at Dragon Con is you just start talking mm-hmm. about something random yeah. with yep. any number of people hanging around and then no one wants to leave. Yep, yep. that's exactly right. Yeah. I spent a lot less time this year in the Westin. Uh, I, I was still in the West in a fair amount, but just hanging around in there talking, but it still ended up running into people and talking in different places. That's, that's one of the fun things about being there. Well, they sort of ran us out of the bar area. Um, a, a difference from last year to this year was last year, a lot of people had set up in the bar at the Westin, which is a downstairs area to play D and D games. And they were taking over tables and I assume never leaving. So this <laughs> year they put in a DJ and cranked up the bass so you couldn't hold a conversation. Um, yeah, so tough. everyone ended up having to move somewhere else. 
and for our group, a lot of it was to the gaming area for playing Werewolf. Or I, I know some some of the folks played some other game, but I don't. Was we played? Um, I know like the code names or something. Code names we played. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, and then we also played on the last night, the last evening, Sunday evening that I was there. We played uh, Kill Doctor Lucky, which was like a prequel to Clue, where everyone's trying to kill the guy instead of solve huh. the killer, the mystery huh. thing. You know. So that was kind of interesting. It was pretty fun. I was very inebriated, so that made it way more fun for me. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. There's a lot of that that happens at Dragon Ball Zoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I think um, I think we have Sunday left. Um, I don't know what's going on on the con on Sunday. Is it kind of calming down at that point? Um, people left? Or, like, what's, what's that Sunday like? A lot of people... Um, either Saturday is the biggest day, clearly. Um, Sunday, Sunday morning, a lot of people you know have their flights out, but there are still panels running through Sunday evening, ten o'clock. There's panels on Monday. Um, I don't know how well attended they are. I went to at seven thirty or so on Sunday night a Skeptics Guide to the Universe panel, which it wasn't even a full room, but it was a, it was a fun panel. And I know Joe did some other stuff with Remy and Brian and the rest of the gang while I was doing that. And I missed out on that stuff, and I'm not sure what's going to happen next year. Oh, I know <laughs> what's going to happen next year. We're just going to bring you along and do this. We're going to have to do it at a different time so I don't miss panels and miss fun. Nah, you were so worried about panels. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, I know that um, we hung out. I think we might have hit a panel in the day, but I honestly can't remember. I was all right. I decided that I was going to take Sunday and make that my cut loose day. So I was already pretty inebriated into the morning. Um, so I don't remember what we did in the morning, but I know eventually as, as the lunch ran, ran on, we decided to do an escape room, which was a bunch of fun. Five of us went over there and did that. Um, and then shortly after that, we kind of sat down to, we played cards for a bit. Me, uh, Ryan, who's on the seventh, and Theo, who's uh, Rickard in the Discord. We sat down. We played this cool card game called Gloom, and then uh, they started messaging us about like, "Hey, we're gonna do axe throwing. It's gonna be super fun." So eventually, um, the crew that went axe throwing was me. I'm the seventh. Uh, Rickard, uh, Myrmidon, uh, Casey who's just big drink daddy Casey, I think in the server, which is a ridiculous name. And then uh, Remy and Trey, um, which was, it was a super fun. Remy was the ax master. He just was just throwing ax into wood the whole time. He didn't even care. We played um, pig like the, you know, like the basketball game where yep. we would just call shots, throw axes backwards or whatever, and just do crazy crap. And uh, well, I was wondering where some of those throwing styles up. came from. Yeah. We, he absolutely wiped up. For sure. Um, <laughs> the coolest thing we did was at the end of the night, we did um, some of us did double axe throws and two different targets, and that was pretty fun. fun. Fun way to end. And then after that, we played, we went back and did board games, played Kill Dr. Lucky, um, and then we went to Waffle House, like you do when it's 2 a.m. and you're drunk, and then went home and slept. Okay, that was my experience. Like a full anyway. day. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty full day. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm guessing maybe the Sheiks was headed back home that day. Yeah, I drove back. 
So not, nothing exciting. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Good, you don't want anything exciting when you drive back, that's for sure. Um, I have I have a few things that we talked about before, and then I have a couple of things that came up to me, like thinking about here. So um, one of those is like you're in an Airbnb, which we maybe talked a little bit about, and then like Dave DeSheeks was in a hotel somewhere. Like, what's it like to travel back and forth to the con? Were you like Ubering, taxis, like close enough to walk? How was that situation? Airbnb was like. It was like seven and a half miles away from the con. So we were either going to do take the Marta bus or we were going to Uber to the con. Um, and take, getting the Mar- Marta bus was going to be an Uber either way, pretty much. Um, so we had just decided, why not just split the Uber? We'll go to Uber to the con every day and come back every night, you know, like that. It's probably the cheapest way, just the way the math worked out. And it was also the easiest way to make it happen. Um but next year, I definitely want to get something way closer. We need to be closer. It it yeah. was, I thought it was more like fifteen miles because some of those rides took half an hour, forty minutes to get back to the house. Mm, yeah, and it was just too much back and forth, and it was like really in the suburbs, and it wasn't a bad house. We had enough separation. Joe had the smallest couch ever. That was um, fine. <laughs> It was like half an ass worth of couch, and he was sleeping. On it. Um, but yeah, it, the house was fine, but it it was too far out. Um, compared to like last year, I was in a hotel in Midtown, which is just north of downtown. In it was maybe a mile away. It was within walking distance if you were ambitious. Um, and I think that's about where Dashiks was both years. Yeah, yeah, and uh. I made the mistake Friday morning. I had to make a, at a conference call at nine 30 that I had to do. And so I was doing some work at the hotel and then I walked, uh, decided I wanted to get some exercise. So I'd walked and didn't leave myself enough time. So I had to do kind of a speed walk and, uh, uh, in Atlanta in the summer, uh, that's not, I, that, that's not recommended. <laughs> a little, little get, get a little hot and sweaty. It's like, Oh, this is a bad way to start the day. <laughs> also, um, didn't mention it. I forget when I did it Thursday or Friday. Um, if you get to go and you can donate blood, the line was kind of long and unruly and it took, uh, like two and a half hours to, for me to get through the line. Cause it was super busy, but donate blood. If you get to go, you get a free t-shirt out of it. You get to help some people. It's, it's the biggest blood drive of the year for them. And a ton of people donate blood there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they gave okay. you a little ribbon for your badge. So that was cool. <laughs> Oh yeah, in the, in the badge ribbons. My my other question that I had was, I'm I'm pretty sure that um, any one of these things that I went to, I would end up buying a bunch of stuff. Did mm-hmm. you buy anything while you were there? I got a a, a fancy set of, of metal dice. They 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 seem expensive for being dice, but last year I didn't spend a dime on merchandise. Um. I got a Harry Potter thing for my wife, but I I haven't bought dice for like 20 years, so I, I got myself. Okay. Yeah, um, I set myself a strict spending limit of $20. Huh. I didn't want to spend much more than that, and I wanted a just a nice souvenir. And then I immediately broke that spending limit uh, and bought a nice set of metal dice, much like Steve did. I don't know if we went huh. to the same place, the Precision Dice Works or whatever. 
but they had some really nice metal dice that I really liked. Um, I went there with uh, I'm the Seventh Ryan, and we both kind of picked out somewhat matching ones. He had like a black and gold one. I had a red and gold one, and then they had these cool um, dice dice rollers that had like they like snap together, but they'll go flat when you unsnap them, so you can put them in a bag and they won't smush or anything. So I spent sixty bucks on that, and then I went over to the Chessex thing just to check it out, and I decided to buy my wife a uh, a little souvenir large d20 i thought she might like and that's that was my limit i spent way too much already and i was like okay we're good this is it so was this the d20 that i that i think i saw somewhere was not legal to take on an airplane no, no. not mine no that was the d60 i think that remy was looking at uh, okay. because it's it's a giant metal golf ball essentially right yeah i think merm bought one of those it was and just I, I heavy, think, man. I think they gave a disclaimer that says you can't take this on an airplane because you could throw it at someone and hurt them. <laughs> but okay. yeah, lots lots of people bought dice. Um, it's there's like three different dice booths. There's the precision booth, which is where I bought mine. The Chessex booth, and there's another one, and I forget who it was. Um, I don't but remember the, what the, the, name the vendor hall. The vendor hall is three floors. And they sell everything from comic books to giant pieces of art to costumes to t-shirts and everything. So you can go in there and drop a lot of money. Yeah. So did you feel like you had enough time to actually see all of the vendor hall? Or were you not really interested in the rest of the vendor hall? Oh, there was one floor I didn't even go to. I saw all of it at one point because I went with some other people. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. And then I lost them. So I was like, okay, well... I'll wander around. If I see them, I see them. And if I don't, I saw cool stuff. So I, I walked around the vendor hall. They had some pretty cool stuff. I like, they had a lot of model swords, like a lot of model swords, like so many. Um, and they were all pretty, pretty good craftsmanship. There's a few of them that I was like, nah, I don't know. Um, they had some cool model guns that I liked. Um, they had lots of cosplay costumes. The top floor was just comic stuff and artwork and stuff. So that was really cool to kind of wander around and, I asked some people about their artwork, and they told me a little bit about it, and that was kind of neat. Um, I think Theo went up there a lot, because every time I saw him, he had a new piece of artwork, which was pretty yeah, funny. <laughs> a, a lot of people tend to make several trips. Um, like, they'll go and they'll do the first floor. They'll go back the next day and do the second floor. Just as a time filler, or just to see the stuff they haven't gotten to. But a, it, a lot of it's redundant. You know, there are a lot of different comic things, and a lot of different weapons things. But it's a lot to see, and there's a lot of people, so you can easily miss things. Oh, yeah. So it depends what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'd recommend anyone who's going to GC for the first time probably go all the way through the vendor hall twice if you're looking to find cool stuff. And maybe late in the day so you don't have to carry stuff around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of that, we have a couple things left. We're going to wrap this up here. I think we're getting close to an hour, but... um. What one of the things is like, did you learn anything that maybe you're going to do a little bit different next year? And I think one of those things you already said is we're not going to stay seven and a half miles away. Um, <laughs> you, do you have anything else uh, just for you personally that you want to try to do a little bit different next year? I have been debating last year. I uh, flew in this year. I drove in. And I'm debating which might be the better option for next year because I really regretted my drive home. 
because I drove home from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I did not enjoy. <laughs> but driving home during the day may be different. So that kind of thing, I don't know if it's necessarily a learning experience, but I try, I've try. i tried it both ways. Um, this was the first year of being with other people as far as housing. And I didn't mind it as much as I thought I might. Mm-hmm. We had five people in the B&B house. Um, myself, Ames, Joe, Casey, and Myrmidon. Everybody was... Everybody... <laughs> hmm? Only supposed to have four people. <laughs> yes, it was only supposed to be four. Don't tell them that we had a fifth. But everyone was cool. Everyone was respectful. No one made a ton of noise. Everybody was cool. It, it was not a problem. I don't know that I'd go more people than that, like... Um, the cast did a couple years ago where they had like 20 people in a house. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) But, you know, it's when it comes to stuff like that, talk to the people you're plotting and planning with and plan it early because you have to book them ahead of time. Very true. And if if you, uh, if you don't mind spending more money than it's worth for a hotel room <laughs> you can get it at the last minute it's not impossible so if you if you decide at the last minute that you want to go uh don't worry you actually can find a place to stay i i, I booked the same place i stayed this year uh, last year i think uh the day before i drove down and uh it, it you know so there, there's there's options there if you do make a, a last minute decision to go I, i'm pretty sure last year didn't like i think it was remy and like a couple other people booked their Airbnbs like the week before. So there are last minute options, like Sheik said. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, I, I know I, I almost was hoping to end up in that last minute situation. This you year. almost shared a couch so. with Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> darn darn well, it got better. But uh, yeah. So, so I, I had a quick question for Dave, for you and, and, and Mark, what, what was the dragon con like from an outsider's perspective? I, I know there were people who said they didn't even want to follow the discussions, um, on the discord because they would be, you know, frustrated or whatever, but what, what did it, what was it like from your guys' perspective? Uh, Mark, do you want to go first? Well, mine was a little bit skewed, um, because I'm down here in central Florida. So, <laughs> I was busy dealing with the media explosion about Hurricane Dorian, so I really didn't spend a whole lot of time um, on Discord. Um, you know, the only places where I really checked in was trying to catch the live game, which I think we already talked about having, you know, Wi-Fi feed issues. But, you know, it's it's interesting to see some of the comments that were going back and forth. Um and, and that's part of the reason why he was making that decision that, all right, well, didn't make it this year, but, um, you know, definitely wanting to gather more information in order to be able to go there next year and have a good plan in advance. I was going to ask if it, in, if it inspired you anymore. I knew you were trying to make it this year, but couldn't for whatever reason. It, is it now a, okay, now I got to go next year? Yeah, and I think part of it is, you know, being able to sit back and it becoming more active in the Discord community and starting to see that, hey, there's plenty of folks that are active in the Discord community that, other than DragonCon, have never actually met. Um, you know, I think, Steve, you and I are probably the, the exception to that because we live so close together. 
but um, you know, seeing that you've got multiple people that you can get together in a room and it not turn into a giant disaster uh, is pretty reinforcing. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think about the point that I learned about the camping trip, I just went and muted all the Dragon Con channels on the Discord, and I haven't looked at them. <laughs> I haven't looked at them at all since that point. So that's, that's pretty much it. And I tried to do the stream thing, and it wasn't working. And I was on this camping trip and couldn't really check in on anything anyway, because I, I thought about buying their streaming thing, but I didn't know if I'd get to see any DNR stuff on that anyway. I think probably not. So, yeah, I just checked out totally. So, so Dave blocked us all out of spite. <laughs> so rude, Dave. <laughs> Pretty much. No, he was just, Dave was just distracted with his fantastic camping trip that was vegan friendly. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and, nothing, okay. and nothing bad happened at all. <laughs> no, I want to pop off Mark's point, too, just real quick. Um, meeting, you know, talking to everyone in Discord, and I have a bunch of D&D groups I run from people in the Discord, and I'm in the Patreon group and everything, but, like, Meeting everyone in real life is, you know, it's a real magical thing. And it's not something you get to experience all the time. Um, so it was it was really nice to be able to meet everyone. Like, even even people I don't interact with quite as much, like some of the cast. I interact with Jason and Bree a relatively frequent amount. But the rest of them, like, I got to talk to Ian and Mandy. I mean, I knew Mandy anyway. But, you know, talk to them and actually meet them is, like, it's different now, you know? Like, and I'm... As excited as I was to be in the page Discord before, I'm much more excited to talk to people now because I've met them and I'm like, okay, I know you. I have a face to your name. I care about you way more. Like, as kind of weird as it is to say that, you know, but they're they're a step closer to real friends. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. But Steve and I still don't like each other. No, I was <laughs> yeah, gonna I don't say think I like any of you guys <laughs> straight up. But okay, I, I killed the sheiks playing werewolf so many times. <laughs> <laughs> just out, just out of spite. Oh, just out of spite. <laughs> One of the things they don't like about that game, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was all pure revenge for everything he's ever said. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So the the last thing that I have here is, and we we hit some of this too, is just like let's just say somebody was going to go for their first time next year. Like, do you have a single piece of advice to share with somebody that we haven't already touched on, or? Have we pretty much hit everything? Uh, one number one thing I would say that made my Dragon Con experience better than probably most people's first um, is hang out with a group of people consistently um, and just kind of. I mean, if they've been to, if they've been to Dragon Con before, just fucking follow them around, man. Like they know where they're going, they know what they're doing. They'll they'll do the fun stuff. I mean, that's what I did, and I had an absolute one hundred percent blast while at Dragon Con. So. That was actually kind of where I was going to go as well. Not necessarily the group, but you can travel with the group. We went to lunch as a whole, but at the same time, Remy and I went to lunch. Um, you, get, you can break off and do one-on-ones and yeah. do things with individuals. Um, my I suggestion is, well. at least if you're going to go, say, by yourself. I know there's some people that can't, don't have a friend to go with, like Ames came from Montreal by herself and was in a B&B with four random people that she only <laughs> knew from Discord. But previous to that, through um, the community stuff, through whatever, I talked to Ames a good bit. 
and we got to know each other. So when she got to the con, she knew somebody. That's my suggestion. If you're coming by yourself, talk to someone who can be there. Uh, the buddy system is fantastic. That if you have things in common, want to see similar panels, you just don't want to get broken off from the crowd and be alone. Talk to people before the con. With you know, I'm always open to you know talk to whoever, but know somebody. Ah, uh, Steve, I thought for sure you were going to say eat food and drink water. <laughs> Absolutely, good <laughs> lord! How did I forget that? Yes, <laughs> eating is important. Last year, I think every night, I knew it was time to eat by the when I started shaking from low blood sugar. <laughs> Fill your water bottle. There's water fountains everywhere. Yeah. Bring some snacks and go eat with people. Yeah. Good call, so, Mark. One one thing I would say is, and to do what I what I intended to do and, and failed because I got there late, but they they do have a, a tour. Uh, so if you're a first time visitor, um, finding your way around all the different hotels and trying to figure out where the different sections are, of the hotels and all that stuff can be uh, confusing. And and the DragonCon app has. Uh, uh, maps and stuff like that that helps um, and if you know some people like brian or somebody who's a, like a an expert you can get uh, a lot of good information but um I, I really wanted to do the tour and i think it would be really useful if you're a first-time visitor just to get a sense of the you know the lay of the land um and they, they i think it's like an hour-long tour and they they run them from like one o'clock until five o'clock on thursday and they may do it other times too I, that's, that's the only time i noticed but i, I think that would definitely help just so that you know where things are and you have a sense of how to get from one place to another and, and find the various rooms. I think that's really helpful to, to have that background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would still consider doing that next year because there's a lot of places we never went um, because we do spend a lot of time in the West and which is where the tabletop track is. But the Sheiks and I went down to the Hilton um, for some skeptic panels and the middle hotels we virtually never went to because it's costuming, it's um, storytelling, writing, and all those sort of things. But I know some people go, and if, if you're interested in a lot of things, try to get to the tour. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, I felt like I learned my way around a lot better this year because I went to different kinds of panels in different areas that that weren't in the Westin, and and so I, uh, I I felt a lot more confident knowing how to get around. And in fact, like Saturday morning when the when the crazy parade is going on and everything's, you can't, can't walk through <laughs> places. I had a much better sense of saying, okay, well, if I just go you know, a couple blocks over here now, I should be able to escape from the, the parade and, and make it to the, you know, the Hyatt or wherever I was trying to go. So. Okay. Yeah. You guys, parade and oh, go ahead. So if you can avoid the parade altogether, we just slept right through it and it was incredible. It was over when we got there. It's amazing. Yeah, that was the best <laughs> non-planning we did. <laughs> I have a question there. With with the planning, for someone that's new going to DragonCon, how full should they try and plan each day? And where should they just leave themselves time to screw off? So I put a lot of shit in my DragonCon app, and um, I went to almost none of it, straight up. <laughs> um, so, I mean, if you're doing my method, which is right on the coattails of other people, then don't plan much at all because they'll plan for you. <laughs> um, but if, you, if you're going to go alone and just want to experience the panels and meet the authors of things and, and do all that, then, I mean, planning is probably a pretty vital thing uh, if you want to just 
not miss out on the maximum amount of things, you know, and make sure you hit all the things you want to do. It's probably pretty vital. Um, I would say that walking to places is going to take longer than you think because crowds, um, other than that, I mean. A lot of suggestions are go through the app, pick all the panels you might even vaguely be interested in seeing, Mm -hmm. and then at the time of, hey, I have a free hour, see what's happening then and make your decision. Because you never know, okay, you're at the Westin, but this panel is at the Hilton and it starts in five minutes, you're never going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I would say don't over plan too much, but you can fill up your schedule because you may only make half the things Um, because you do get wrangled by other people. Sometimes you're like, oh, I kind of want to go see this panel on puppeteering, but I'm also kind of hungry. You know, it's, it's, it really, it's, you have to go with how you feel at the moment. Yeah. Last year I I didn't, didn't plan my schedule out very much at all. In fact, I sort of made the decision to go last minute and just sit down there and, uh, and I still had a great time. So it was, you, you, if you don't plan, I think you can still have a great time and, you know, find some people to hang out with and all that kind of stuff. But this year I did more planning ahead and I was glad I did because I, I, I went to see several things that were not related to DNR that, you know, maybe nobody else was interested in, but I thought were pretty interesting. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Same uh, thing. So, I, I went so to that more, was, that was really good. I went to more extra stuff. The, yeah. the skeptic panel we went to the one yeah. I went to on Sunday night. Um, just, as you go year after year, you're like, okay, I'm going to branch out a little. I'm going to do a couple yeah. things. And I have a, a buddy from last year. I, I, I'm going to break the fourth wall. As much as the sheiks and I talk shit about each other, we hang out together a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all in good fun. But you know, we have the same taste in panels and, and what we want to see. So it's good to have someone to help you arrange. Maybe you missed seeing a panel in the app. But they're like, oh, hey, I want to go see this, whatever. So other people do affect how you're going to eventually do around the con. Yeah, so listening to all that, a couple of things for me, like, I think knowing people at this would be a huge difference versus me going to some other con by myself where mm. I know exactly how that would go, is that I'd schedule a bunch of stuff and then probably just not go to much of it. <laughs> Because they oh, go do something on my own. Right. along with the crowd, you'd be fine. Yeah, so I figured that's what would happen. And this is probably the only place that would happen. So, And then the other thing I just wanted to say is Ames is fine. She went to this Airbnb with these four guys she didn't know. And she's fine. She's just not here because of something. That's right. But anyway, she, she wasn't, she wasn't completely murdered. Completely unrelated reason. She's actually on her phone right now on Discord. She just couldn't nope. hear. No. So just don't don't even worry about Ames. Ames is fine. Let's not talk about Ames anymore. No. <laughs> Ames was great. No arson. Really no arson was performed. <laughs> Everyone made it whole. <laughs> it's all good. Oh man. That's I funny. think we would all safely say okay. um I, I think we've talked yeah, long I, I think we would that. all safely say of the so. Airbnb. We would all do that again next year. Oh yeah, because it, it it's fine. Everyone, ev- literally everyone of the Discord people, all the DNR people. I met um, a guy named James who was only on Facebook. Um, everyone was cool. I, I, there was nobody that I wouldn't potentially room with just because everyone seemed all right. Yep, I don't think I had any DNR people that I didn't like when I was there. 
um, which is a great testament to the community. We have a really, really good community around DNR. Okay. Uh, thanks, everybody. I'm going to stop this recording now. <laughs>